Good afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to live from your true self through all of life's twists and turns. And you'll be challenged to lean into the mysteries of life to find your own deepest wisdom. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. You know, we tend to think of the feminine in terms of what we understand of gender. But the truth is that gender is one thing, gender identity is another, and femininity is totally another. The feminine is a psychic structure, a way of viewing self, life, and other. The feminine is a way of living that has nothing whatsoever to do with gender or gender identity. It turns out that this feminine way of viewing and living has everything to do with spirituality, which runs well beyond the limits and constraints of religion. Stay right here today. You'll want to hear about this. So we're going to talk about the feminine a little bit. We're going to make do some definitions, and then we're going to get a deeper understanding of what it means to live in the feminine. Then we're going to explore the feminine as it is as it relates to spirituality. So the first thing we need to understand is what feminine, the feminine archetype is not. The feminine archetype is not a gender. It's not masculine, feminine in terms of gender. Uh, gender is all about the way you were born. You were born with a certain gender, and you uh, and you were either born with a, a genitalia of a male or a genitalia of a female. That made you a female or a male. Um, of course, we also now know, understand that with gender, people can be born uh, androgynous, and they can be born with mixed uh, genitalia, and they can be born in ways that doctors have to uh, do corrective surgery, and they can be born in a way that, that means that their gender is in question. So uh, we also have come up with the term gender identity. We understand that now as people have become more and more aware of the uh, what's known as transgenderism, um, and we understand that gender identity is how we identify as a gender. So if you identify as male, then that's your gender identity. If you identify as female, then that's your gender identity. If you identify as both, which some people do, um, then that's your gender identity. So gender identity is how you identify internally. It's all about how you see yourself. But let's talk about gender in a different way as well. Gender is also culture-specific. It's relative to the culture in which it exists. So, so when we talk about uh, a person's gender as a female, in one culture, we may be requiring that she will, she cover her face or her head. Uh, in another culture, we may be requiring that she wear a certain kind of clothes, that only females are allowed to wear high heel shoes, for example, in the Western culture. Males are not typically allowed to wear those. Um, uh, only females wear skirts and dresses for the most part. And males are not, con- that's not considered to be appropriate. Females walk a certain way. They're, uh, they're culturally taught to talk a certain way. They're culturally taught to behave a certain way and to feel certain ways and to think certain thoughts. And males are taught, likewise, to think certain masculine thoughts and feel certain masculine ways and perform in certain masculine ways. And in Western culture, the male is generally taught to withhold awareness of his own feelings. He's not supposed to be emotional. 
and he's not supposed to, uh, he's supposed to be in, interested in sports, and he's supposed to play the tough guy role so he can take care of other people and not really get emotional because emotions uh, from, that, from that way of looking at the masculine gender are considered to be weak. Females have emotions. Males don't. Now, that way of raising males has, has begun to shift and we're beginning to see more and more males who are strong enough to contain their own emotions. Um, but there are still so many males who believe that it's weak to feel emotions. And so many females who believe that it's their job to feel all the emotions in a, rela- in a heterosexual relationship between a man and a woman. So we've got some really confused ideas that are based in culture and based in bias of a culture. And, uh, and we're trained to believe these things as if they're total truth. So, uh, for so many families, still, a little boy who plays with dolls is considered to be effeminate, and a little girl who plays with G.I. Joes and plays footballs is considered to be a tomboy. But actually, what we understand is what you play with has nothing to do with who you are as a gender. Uh, Girls can play with G.I. Joes and play football and basketball and still be very much in uh, a gender as a female. And males can uh, play with dolls and uh, enjoy uh, uh, discussions and enjoy a good cry and all of that and still be considered to be very masculine. So that, that, those ideas are beginning to shift and change. And the reason they're beginning to shift and change is because of transgenderism. Uh, people have begun to understand that gender isn't what we thought it was. Gender isn't uh, a, a specific culturally based bias gender is just is not that gender is how uh, who you are and then it's secondarily who you identify as and for a transgender person they would say that's not secondary it's primary so uh uh when we talk about gender what we're talking about is a very fluid thing we're not talking about a very binary thing that specifies that a person is either this or they're that they can be both uh, and that's what we are beginning to see across the board, not just with transgendered persons, but also now in our culture with, as we're raising children to be who they are, as we're beginning to mirror children's authenticity rather than training them up in a certain cultural motif. So uh, when we talk about this whole thing of gender, we're talking about, like I said, a very fluid thing, uh, a very thing, uh, thing that... Uh, Uh, runs along a spectrum where a person may fall anywhere along that line, along that spectrum, and and they may fall there uh, in one place at one period of time in their life and fall in another place in another period of time in their life. And so um, it's not not something that we can, you know, nail down and, and say we understand it to be only this. Yet there are still so many people out there who are who are determining whether or not they're going to judge somebody based on how they respond to the cultural bias about gender. And so whether or not, if a little boy cries, then he might be just considered to be weak, or he might be considered to be effeminate, or, you know, less than in some kind of way. He's just not going to grow up to be a man. You know, people call little boys mama's boys when they cry sometimes, or they call little girls daddy's girls when they grow up, when they like to play football and baseball and and they're into sports, and they like to hang out with uh, boys in the neighborhood. So, 
these things are just so they're just they they die slowly, uh, but they are false. They are false ideas of gender. Um, and the second thing is they have really nothing to do with the feminine archetype. The feminine archetype exists in both men and women equally, uh, and but we don't live out of the feminine archetype equally. In fact, the feminine archetype in general in the United States, in the Western culture, has been considered to be a less than kind of way of living than the masculine archetype. So the masculine archetype in general, just as as a general viewpoint, is sort of an externalized viewpoint. So uh, what should, what, if there's a should here in terms of parenting, the, the good, good enough mother uh, will teach her child how to go inside to find her own inner truth, by how to find her own inner resources, how to find her own inner authority. Um, and, and that's what uh, the feminine archetype is for. It's, to, it's, it's, it's that. It's that ability to go within and find our own truth, find our own resources, find our own authority, you know, our own inner authority. The, ex, the uh, masculine archetype uh, would say that the good enough father is someone who would take, uh, uh, after that child has been inside and found her, his or her own truth or his, his or her own inner authority, his or her own way of uh, being authentic, then they would take that and manifest it in the world. So they take what they find inside and manifest it in the external world. And that's a really um, easy way to understand the distinctions between the, the masculine and the feminine archetypes. These are words that Carl Jung used to describe the difference in uh, viewpoints of life. Um, so the, 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 the feminine archetype is soft and um, considered to be uh, an inner, an internal, uh, understand the interior domain of the psyche. Uh, be able to go within and name things in there, be able to um, be creative from there. What you create into and place in the external world would then be the masculine. Um, but the creative impulse comes from within. So uh, creativity is not just feminine. It's also masculine in that what you create as and you put it out into the external world, that's the masculine archetype. So, that's the that's uh, the way it works in the most favorable uh, uh, understanding of those terms, the masculine and feminine archetypes. But those archetypes get uh, can can be turned into negative archetypes, in that the feminine can be uh, so internalized that she cannot go out into the external. She can be so internalized that she's narcissistic. She can be so that feminine archetype can be so. Uh, um, internalized that it's psychotic. Um, the feminine archetype can uh, can turn masculine, and then it's distorted so that it doesn't. It's not performing as the feminine. It's performing as a, uh, a maybe a, a female who acts in a, in a much more masculine way. So that would be a mother who is very demanding of her child, or a mother who is abusive to her child, or a mother who is. Um, who is uh, not mirroring the child for who the child is, but demanding that the child be something other than who the child is. Uh, a, a mother who is very hard and distant and cold. A mother who is um, 
all about goal setting and all about uh, external realities and doesn't teach the child to go within and find him or herself within. So that, that would be a negative turning of the feminine into a, the masculine archetype. So it's distorted on both ends. It's not truly masculine, nor is it truly feminine. It's just negative. Um, and so, uh, and that's the same with the masculine. The masculine is supposed to take what the person finds inside and take it outside. But the masculine can be distorted as well in that the masculine can um, cannot allow the person to go inside, not allow for room for the feminine archetype to take hold before it tries to place things in the external world. So instead of mirror, allowing the child to be mirrored early in life uh, to find out who he or she is, um, that, w- that phase would get knocked out and the, there would be a demand that the child become what the father or the mother or the masculine archetype wants it to be, the negative masculine would want it to be. So in this case, let's say it's a father who, who uh, demands that the child become a doctor from an early age and think the way the father thought and think the way that um, a doctor would think and, and like the same things that the, father, that the father likes and like the same things that a doctor would like and, and uh, be all invested in power. Um, that's a real negative distortion of the masculine archetype to be more invested in power than you are in personal power. So power over others rather than in personal empowerment. Um, And personal empowerment means you go inside to find your truth and then you manifest it in the external world, whereas power over others means I must have power over others in order to feel good about myself. So I take the external and try to make it into the internal, and that's a distortion of the masculine archetype so that I'm not able to to really uh, understand myself from within first Rather, I understand what the external world wants of me first, and I try to give that from my internal to the external. Uh, and that would be a distortion of the masculine archetype. So you can see that there's no perfection here, and, and, and these, uh, these archetypes can work well together, or they can, um, they can work very badly together, or they can be distortions of reality. And uh, we can have a sort of negative feminine Uh, to look to, and we can have a negative masculine to look to. Um, And they can be very distorted. But it's in its most positive sense, the feminine archetype, which is what we're talking about today, is that way we use to explore the interior domain of the psyche. Um, And we want to be able to um, uh, be able to do that with, you know, one foot in in the real world and one foot in the imaginal world. We want to be able to do that where we don't get lost in that internal world and and become psychotic with the images that it portrays, but rather to to see what's in there, to name it, and then to take what's in there and 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 offer it to the external world. So uh, in that way, then what happens is that the feminine becomes a way of looking at uh, life, self, and other from the internal perspective. Um, so, and we're going to talk about how each one of those things, how that, how that shifts, how we look at things. Um, so let me give you an example right now. There's a lot of, still a lot of talk about, uh, something called the law of attraction. Now, if you've been following my work, you know that I have written a book called the law of attraction, the soul's answer to why it is not working and how it can um, and what that book basically says is that there is indeed a law of attraction, but it isn't what we've been taught. And what we've been taught is that we can 
magnetize external things and bring them to us because, uh, and that's a very distorted masculine way of looking at the law of attraction. It says that we can magnetize the external and bring it to us. When in fact, from a very feminine perspective, uh, a healthy feminine perspective, we understand that um, everything is already one. We already have everything that we want and need. And all we have to do is open up to that reality. And opening up is a very feminine archetype. So, uh, so when, we, when we talk about the law of attraction, um, I, I, I encourage people to think of it in terms of we are attracted to and by all of those things, people, events, and circumstances that will co- help us to come to know ourselves more and more as the divine beings we are. And so I, if you want to know more about that, I encourage you to read the book, The Law of Attraction, The Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can, uh, to understand that at a better, deeper level. Um, but it's, uh, that's, what I'm saying is that spirituality can get really distorted along the lines of the masculine archetype, which is how our culture is skewed in the Western world. Our culture is skewed in, along the lines of a, a distortion of the masculine archetype. So that we are, we are to determine our life based on what the external wants of us. We're to determine our lives based on what uh, we should have goals that mean that we're going to be financially sound. We're going to be, you know, smart and socially acceptable. And we're going to do all those things that make us okay in the external world. And that's the only thing that we need to do. We don't need to be going internal and finding out who we are. We don't, that's, we don't have time for that. We've got to be busy with our goals. We don't have time to be looking at, you know, what what people in the law of attraction would call negative feelings or thoughts. We can't look at those because they might get us to, uh, you know, attract something negative to us. That's a very distorted masculine viewpoint of the law of attraction rather than looking at it from the feminine perspective in which we already have everything we want and need. All we have to do is open up to that. And, And so... We, uh, that opening up again is how we, we can recognize the feminine archetype within us. So uh, when, when we're, we, we look at these ways that the Western world is skewed along the lines of the masculine, we have to begin to wonder what's happened to religion as well. And religion has very much and very definitely been very skewed along the distorted viewpoint of an external God in the Western world. And uh, we will talk some about that as well. But so today, what we want to do is understand what isn't the feminine archetype in its healthiest form and what is, and how that feminine archetype in its healthiest form is an actual definition of spirituality. So, you want to stay here for the rest of this show. I think you'll be glad you did. We're going to be back right after the break with more. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? 
It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you sometimes feel that you are powerless and control over your own life? We all face challenges in our lives that we can overcome. Just ask Chantel, the host of Chantel Inspires. She has overcome so many challenges in her life and has successfully emerged as the victor rather than the victim. Speaking from personal experience and also from the experiences of her guests, she is here to help you turn the downs into ups and be your best self. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now toll-free, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send your questions or comments by email to andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today about the feminine archetype and how it works uh, in, in a, a way of helping us develop a true spirituality. But before we talk any more about that, I want to tell you about Oprah's Super Soul Sunday coming up this, uh, this Sunday on the 17th at 11 a.m. Pacific and Eastern. In a rare sit-down interview with Oprah New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady reveals what he believes is the key to his longevity and success. 40-year-old Brady shares his insights into the spiritual side of football, the meaning of family, and how he found resilience after the headline-grabbing Deflategate controversy. After nearly two decades in the NFL, Brady explains to Oprah what he still wants to accomplish and why life after football may have to just wait a little bit longer. Brady also discusses his number one New York Times best-selling book, The TB12 Method. Brady's famous supermodel wife, Giselle Bündchen, stops by uh, in that show, a special featuring a conversation between Oprah and Tom Brady called Quarterback Tom Brady on Legacy and Longevity is going to air on this coming Sunday, June 17th at 11 a.m. Pacific and Eastern. Part two of the interview will be available on Oprah's Super Soul Conversations podcast on Wednesday, June 20th. These podcasts can be found at applepodcast.com slash Soul. So here's a clip from that first interview. I actually uh, was moved by something I heard you say on one of the episodes. You said, spirituality is my deepest purpose. I want to know the whys of life, and I want to know why we're here and where we're going. Yeah. And I thought, gee, yeah. I, 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 you know, watching you uh, play football, I wouldn't have thought of you as a spiritual person or that spirituality was a kind of thing you were seeking or conscious about. Yeah. But spirituality is your purpose. What do you mean by that? Well, I think I have, you know, curiosities in many ways. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I think a lot of it is learning and and loving to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think since I was a kid, um, just loving the experience of learning new things, um, learning how they impact my life, learning how they impact my relationships. My wife would say we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes. You know, and that's that's one of my favorite phrases. I know. It's it's great. And it's so true. And it's, 
you know, I, I just, I want to live a great, impactful, purposeful life and I want to impact people from the lessons that I've learned and see if people can learn anything and try to, you know, relate it in their life some way. Wow, that sounds like a great interview. I want to be there for that. Remember, it's this June 17th, this Sunday at 11 a.m., both Pacific and Eastern. Um, and if you also want to p- tune into this part two of that interview, it's going to be available on Oprah's Super Soul Conversations podcast on Wednesday, June 20th, and you can reach those podcasts again. Right, get your pen out and write this down. Applepodcast.com slash Oprah Super Soul. Oprah Super Soul is all one word. So, all right, so that's coming up. I'm going to be excited to hear that, and it's interesting that that's what's on today because he is uh, combining the masculine there with the feminine. Uh, His ability to look at life from that curiosity perspective is a part of the feminine archetype. And, uh, and yet he s- seems to be the, ve- the very essence of what we would think in the Western world is the masculine archetype. So interesting enough that that's on the show today. And um, so let's talk a little bit about the feminine as a psychic structure. The feminine as a psychic structure means that we all have the capacity to go within. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't know how to do that. I just don't know how to do that. Um and, and, and it's because we haven't been taught. It's because most of us were not nurtured in a way that brings us to understand that we have an internal that wants to speak to us. It has things to say. It has wisdom to give. It has insights that help us understand life. It, hel- it brings us to wisdom. It helps us understand that our emotions intend to guide us. Uh, they, don't, they may seem wild and random and irrational, but they actually have an intention and that intention is to give us some guidance. Now, that doesn't mean, if you've read my other books, you know that it doesn't mean that if I feel like socking you in the face, that I get to sock you in the face. That's not what I, That's not the kind of guidance I'm talking about. I'm talking about the kind of guidance that says I can sit down with my emotion and I can listen to it until it tells me what it really wants to give me. Not what it wants to do to you, not what it wants to teach you, not what it wants to get you to see, not what it wants to get you to understand, but rather what it wants to give to me. Because my emotions belong to me. They're my resources. They're not resources for somebody else. They're resources for me. And they're meant to give me information about me. So when I'm angry at you and I want to punch you in the face, I can sit with that anger and ask myself what it's trying to tell me. And generally speaking, as an overview One of the things that we can say about uh, anger in a general sense is that it is saying, I am, I am here, I am real, and I matter. It's a form of self-love that says, wait just a doggone minute, I'm here, I'm real, and I matter. And when we can get the more specific message that contains those elements, then we can figure out what we're going to manifest in the world after that. But we don't want to just go sock somebody's lights out just because we feel like it. Um, so we sit with our emotions. And that sitting with is one of the things I talk about a great deal in this, uh, the book that just came out last year, Letting Go of Good. Um, in that book, I talk a lot about how to sit with our emotions. And you can learn about that in that book if you want to read it. So sitting with is a very feminine archetype it is uh we what we do when we sit with our emotions or sit with our intuitions or sit with our discernments or sit with just just the silence within us 
is we get in touch with that psychic structure that is the feminine nature. It is the part of us that just says, I know you and I want I have things to give you. Uh, it cares deeply about us. It wants to uh, show us how to live on, on this earth. And uh, it, wants, it wants to show us that there are things within us that are enough. We have enough within us. All the resources we need all the energy we need, all the love we need, all the compassion we need, all the passion we need to live life. It's all right there in us, already, prepackaged. We don't have to go looking in the external world for it. Uh, on the other hand, once we've found those resources within, we can carry those resources into the external world and gift the world with our power and our personal empowerment and our ability to love and our compassion and our passion for life, we can gift the world with that. And that would be the masculine archetype acting out its best self. So um, so the psychic structure is not a visible structure. It's not a brain. It's not a, a, even a brain wave that you can see, probably. But it's, but it's actually a, a psychic structure, which means it's not really visible but it has structure. It has uh, the capacity to contain us. Um, so the feminine wants to contain us within its, its, its sense of empowerment. It wants to contain us like a bowl contains uh, some milk for your cereal in the morning. Um, that, that containment means that I'm not flooding out over my boundaries. I'm not living outside of me. I'm not living uh, what you want me to live. I'm not living how you see me. I'm not living just for my external goals. I'm not living uh, the way uh, to, to just become a doctor or a lawyer or an Indian chief. I'm not looking to the, for that. What I'm looking for is how to be the most me I can be. And that's the structure. So the container is me, a, a raw essence of me. And uh, living into that container means that I, I understand where I stop and you begin. I understand that you may want things of me that I don't want to give to you. I understand that you may, you may uh, insist things of me that I'm not going to give you because they're not in me to give or because they're not in my desire package to give to you. Um, they're not in that part of me that is genuine for me to give to you. Now, I could give it, but it would be false. Because it's not coming from the genuine, and that's that's the piece that we have that the Western culture is missing. That we think that if we live out of what everybody else tells us that we should live out of, then we'll be good people, and that'll be good enough, and that's all we need. But what we haven't tapped into is what is genuine within us. We 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 lived long lives filled with inner conflict. Because we have this one part of us that has genuine desires and genuine thoughts and genuine interests and genuine impulses and genuine resources. But we've pushed that away. We've put that in a closet, hidden it away from our own awareness as well as the awareness of the rest of the world. And we try to live out of what the rest of the world wants us to live. And that is the distorted masculine archetype at its working, its its devilment. It's, it's, uh, it's saying to us, that the only way to live as a good person is to do what the external world wants you to do. And that's a distortion of the masculine archetype. And so the work of getting in touch with the feminine 
is to get in touch with what's really genuine inside of us. So here's an example that I give quite often because I hear it quite often in my office. office, I hear somebody come in and say to me, I've just been filled with resentment and I'm so embarrassed to tell you about it because I know that it's wrong for me to feel such resentment, but I am just filled with it and I don't know what to do and I want you to help me make it go away. So we talk about it for a little while and what we find out is that Uh, The resentment is basically there because this person has been doing a lot of sacrificial things, sacrificing self in the name of other, trying to please the world, trying to be a generous, good-hearted, kind, loving person at all times, and never, ever, ever, ever thinking about the self, because if I think about the self, then I'm a selfish person. And so... When we, when, when, when we talk about it further, what we begin to understand is that the resentment has come from the authentic self. The resentment is a message from the deepest soul of that person saying, hey, wake up. You're doing a whole lot of stuff that you really don't want to be doing. And if you keep doing it, all you're going to do is build more and more resentment. When we look at it from that perspective, then the resentment is a useful tool. It's not an evil emotion. It's a useful tool. It has come from our psyche to give us information about our lives. And when we use it that way, then we are operating out of the feminine archetype. When we use it as, oh, I shouldn't be feeling that, that feeling should go away, we're operating out of a very distorted masculine archetype. It's not a healthy masculine archetype. The healthy masculine archetype allows us to go in first and operate in the feminine archetype of finding out what goes on inside of us. And then once it's found that, then the masculine archetype can take over and, and manifest what it's found in the external world. But we have that backwards in the, in the United States, and that's the majority of our culture that has it backwards. We have, we have come to believe that the external world has the final authority on truth. It, has, it, it is the final authority. So that, that, that word authority is an interesting word because what it means is somebody's in control, somebody has the ultimate say-so, and you get in trouble if you don't do it. That's what we think of authority is, uh, as, and it's, you think of it mostly in external terms. And uh, so what that means is that the external has the, the way we should live, and we, we have certain principles that we live out of, and we believe that those are the right principles to live out of, and we're not supposed to think about it any further than that. Everybody knows that these principles are the right ways to live. And the book Letting Go of Good um, that came out last year, uh, I've spent a lot of time talking about some of these principles that look like they're just the greatest thing in the world on the surface, but when we explore them, they turn out to be lies. They turn out to be things that are utterly false and aren't going to lead us to a deeper spirituality or a greater understanding of truth. They are, they are falsehoods. So, for example, the idea that we should always be uh, being the bigger person. You know, when somebody does something harmful to us, we should just sort of turn the other cheek. We should be the better person. We should let them you know, do it again if they have to, but we can't, we are not going to try to speak up, we're not going to stand up for ourselves because that, you know, makes us a weaker person, whereas the anger that it gets pushed away so that we can do that sits down there in the psyche and may come out later in some other way that's not very pretty. 
And then we wonder, well, how come I had that anger temper tantrum? Why did I do that? Well, I did that because I pushed away my anger earlier, and it needed to talk to me, and it's trying to get my attention. And so that's the feminine archetype coming up. The masculine archetype would say, well, you, you just, um, you got to be the better person. Um, you know, uh, we're taught not to really pay much attention to intuition because it's a little too woo-woo. We're taught not to pay attention to our own discernment because that might mean that we, we act up, <laughs> as they would say it. We might actually say no to somebody we need to say no to. We might actually say yes to some things that we need to say yes to that other people don't agree with. And that would be a form of acting up from that distorted masculine perspective. And um, so there's several of those lies that have been thought of as, as really great bastions of truth. Um, and we, if, so if you read the book, you'll find out what, what those are. Uh, so I don't want to spend a lot of time on those right now, but I do want to say that we have been taught to live from that external basis, that there's some rules out there, and if we just follow them, we'll be okay. And there's no room left over for us to explore the self and find out what the self wants to do or what it thinks or what's really true for that. So in Jesus' day, we saw that when the Pharisees got mad at him for healing somebody on the Sabbath. And he went ahead and did it anyway because that's what his compassion drew him to do. So they were talking about the external rules and he was talking about his internal compassion. That's the difference between the feminine archetype and the masculine distortion of an archetype. Um, so, so when we distort that way, we also distort religion. And in the next segment, we're going to be talking a lot about that and the dif- and the difference between that and spirituality. When, from a very masculine, distorted masculine perspective, the religion of the Western world has taken on that same tenor. It has become very moralistic, very judgmental. Um, and as we can see today, there's a large segment of that population. Some people call them evangelical Christians, although there are some evangelical Christians that don't feel this way. So I don't, I'm not comfortable with that term, but, I, but I, I do find that there is a large segment of that group of people who have politicized religion. They've made it an external instead of an internal. There's no room for spirituality. There's only room for following the rules. And the rules seem to change with the season, <laughs> you know, because what was considered to be immoral and unjust and unkind and un- lacking compassion, you know, less than a year or two, or two ago, is now okay because the political leader of the time who supposedly God has ordained is okay. I mean, he must have, has to be okay because God ordained him. How they have come to believe that God ordained him, I don't know, but that's the belief. So it's all external. What's going on in the external world? And again, that's a distortion of spirituality because it's a distortion of the masculine archetype. So we're going to talk some more about that right after the break. Stay tuned for more right after this. I think you'll be glad you did. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests. 
who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Becoming an authentic, fearless, fabulous speaker will get you noticed as an expert and an influencer. Be sure to join Abigail Rebecca for Present Your Power. Our program features entrepreneurs, experts, and speakers who will inspire and show you how to tap into your power, own your authentic voice, and speak your truth on stage, in video presentations, and everyday business life. Everyone has a fierce and fabulous speaker inside. It's time to own your authentic voice. Listen live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now toll-free. 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at AndreaMatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We're back for our final segment talking today about the feminine archetype as it relates to spirituality. And that's what we want to get into now. So Jesus said, uh, as he was talking to the woman at the well, he said, there will come a time and now is when people will worship God in spirit and in truth. She had just been talking to him about the place of worship. And he was saying, the place is irrelevant. He also said uh, to his disciples that there would co- that uh, when the w- true spirituality would not take place, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but true spirituality would not take place until the buildings of religion had come down. And my interpretation of that, and that doesn't have to be your interpretation, but my interpretation of that is that he means that religion will have to go away before we can really understand spirituality. Now, that doesn't mean go away in terms of it's, it, you know, we don't have any churches or anything like that, but it does mean that the, the, the way religion is seen from that distorted masculine archetype is going to have to go away before we can really look at the feminine. Because there's so many rules there's so many shoulds, there's so many have-tos that come from the external world that have to do with religion that are, are telling us how we ought to behave. And and yet, there's a hypocrisy there because, as I said earlier, um, in the church, they say that, you know, people should not commit adultery, for example. And yet, those same churches are sometimes, some of those same churches are saying that that it's okay that Trump had an affair because he's God's man for the office, and so it's okay that he uh, had an affair with a, a porn star. Um, that's an out, a very obvious example that I can use. Um, there are also many, uh, we've, we've caught many of the, uh, the leaders of that externalized pre- uh, preface saying that the GLBTQ population is faulty and false and wrongheaded and um, and that it brings evil to the world and all those terrible things they've said about that population. 
And yet, some of those same leaders have been caught having affairs with uh, gay prostitutes. So, you know, there's a real hypocrisy there. And I think the hypocrisy is there because it is impossible to follow all those rules without any internal structure to hold them up. But that's what they're trying to do. And, and so the rules don't come from the feminine. The feminine is not about rules. The feminine is about uh, spirituality uh, that worships in truth, that understands the truth that one can be united with God, that, w- that when what people discover, and it's across the globe regardless of religion, what people have discovered through meditation and the mystical experiences that happen in meditation is that they all have the same exact kind of experience where they they understand that there's there is oneness and they and it's described as a unitive experience in that in that they understand that they are one with all things and all people and all, all everything <clears throat> and that includes the divine um, they have a, a great deal of peace they feel a great deal of love for self and other they they feel a deep uh, uh, safety, a deep sense of real safety. Um, they 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 have a knowing that comes to them because of these experiences that they can't ever forget after that. And uh, so they they've gotten sort of a download from the universe, if you will, because they had this mystical experience. And so they understand things from a whole other level. And I've had similar experiences myself, and many of you who are listening have had those experiences yourself. And it's not about which religion you're a part of. It's about being willing to be open to to that feminine structure inside that says, I'm open to listening to the universe. I'm open to hearing what the divine wants to say to me or wants to do with me. I'm open. And that openness is a part of the feminine archetype, whereas a distorted masculine archetype is very closed and very rigid and very dogmatic and very doctrine-oriented and very, very, uh, very hotly um, overdone, if you will, in terms of uh, its externality. Uh, and so, it, it, uh, the feminine spirituality, the feminine leads us to a deeper spirituality. The masculine can be a part of that as it takes that spirituality and manifests it in the world. But in the Western world, we have, like I said, a distorted view of the masculine in that we live into the external instead of living into the internal. And that's really very often based in the the external has authority. So if the external has authority, then I better behave it or I'm going to get in trouble. And that's the way we think. But what we haven't understood is that there's also an authority that lives within us. One of the things that the people who heard Jesus said about him was that he was a man who spoke with authority. And so when they, uh, and they, they listened to him, they believed in him because he spoke with authority. And we have that same kind of voice within us. We have an authoritative voice that, and that becomes a knowing like I said, that download that comes to us when we've had a mystical experience is is related is is that same kind of authority. It is the internal authority that says, "This is the truth. This is the way you can walk and feel like you're being you. you this is how you align with your deepest self. 
when you align with your deepest self, you are also aligning with the divine. And that's an internal authority and an internal knowing that we get when with just being able to sit with what comes up inside of us and be present enough with it to hear what it has to say. So getting in touch with the feminine archetype means sitting with what, what what's going on inside. We just sit in silence and let what comes up be present. We're not going to judge it. We're not going to send it away. We're not going to tell it it's bad. We're not going to say, oh, my God, why am I feeling that? We're just going to be present with it and let it speak. And as that begins to unfold, other things begin to unfold, too, because what's in the unconscious is what's coming forward. What's in the unconscious is a lot of stuff we've repressed, a lot of stuff that we don't want to know about ourselves, but also what's in the unconscious very often is a large chunk of the authentic self because we've sent it there because we don't want it to come out into the external world because the external world tells us that the authentic self is not the real thing. You're supposed to be what the world wants you to be, not what you are. And so uh, when, when we... When we've pushed that away, it goes into the unconscious. What's also in the unconscious is a large chunk of our awareness of the divine and what the divine actually is. You know, so uh, that also can start to unfold as we as we sit with what comes up in us. So then we begin to hear the divine speak to us. We begin to hear those knowing messages that feel like uh, oneness that feel like absolute truth, that, you know, when something rings true, what does that mean? When something rings true, it means something inside of you goes, yes, yes, that's true. I just know it. That's the kind of thing that happens in the feminine archetype. That's just an internal knowing that comes from, yeah, that, that it's not an intellectual knowing. It's not a, oh, that's right because everybody says it's right. It's an internal sense of resonance that something rings really true inside of you. And when you have that, you can feel it. So if you've ever made a decision and worried about whether or not you were going to make the right decision and then one day you just knew what to do, you just knew it was right and you just did it, that came from the feminine. That came from the internal authority. And that sense of of doing what's true inside of us to do doesn't come to us if we haven't spent any time at all in awareness that we might have some truth inside of us. But the external distorted view says you don't have truth inside of us. In fact, in some of the Western motifs about religion, they're literally teaching their membership that you cannot listen to yourself because you're probably listening to the devil if you listen to yourself. And that is very scary to me because what that really says is The only authority to be listened to is the person who's the leader in that particular church. And we're going to have to accept his interpretation, usually a him, not a her, his interpretation of what he thinks the Bible says based on the translations that he thinks are true, based on the the translations that were made out of the political regime at the time when the actual translations were taking place. And there's a whole other story there, and you've heard it before in, in my other show called Mistaken Christianity. So uh, you might go back and listen to that as well. But, the, but the, real, the, the real deal about the feminine is that it is a way of being present with the internal self. And what can come up there 
is also an awareness of the divine because the divine has been pushed away into this into the into the unconscious because we're so busy trying to please an external idea about what religion tells us we're supposed to do. So in fact, just as Jesus accused the Pharisees of keeping people out of heaven, that's exactly what's happening today. People are keeping people from a true spirituality. The leadership in the Western distorted masculinized no distorted masculine archetype of religion is keeping people out of spirituality. I cannot be any clearer than that. We are not getting spiritual because we follow a bunch of rules. We're not getting spiritual because we we uh, follow go into church and recite the dogma of the church. We're not getting spiritual because we get immersed or sprinkled. We're not getting uh, spiritual because we followed some dogmatic code. We get spiritual when we go within to where the spirit lives. Because the spirit is within us. And it may be out there too, but it is, in with, it is definitely within us. And, it, and the one that is within us is where we can find our deepest understanding. So when Jesus said, there will come a da- time and now is, when people will worship in spirit and in truth, he was talking about that internality, that ability to go within and be present with what comes up and be able to hear from it and let it speak openly to us as we open to being transformed by it. So transformation, that's one of the things that, that uh, Paul speaks about in the book of Romans. He talks about uh, surrendering your heart and mind over to, to the power of the spiritual world, the God. And, uh, and then your mind will be transformed. I believe that's Romans 8, verse 1. Yeah, I just uh, paraphrased it very badly. But uh, it basically is saying that we can spend time in the divine. Uh, and, and as we do that, we are transformed by it. So just being present with that divine that comes up in our unconscious, that comes becomes more and more conscious over time, allows us to uh, wake up. It allows us to wake up to who we actually are. And I say it allows us to wake up to who we are actually are as divine beings. And that's a whole other show. And I've done that show before. And we'll do it again before it's over with. But um, what, what we're talking about is the divinization process that allows a person to become more and more aware of that deep part of us that is one with the divine that has never been separated from the divine and never will be separated from the divine and can then understand itself as divine as well. So that's that's a real short version of the divinization process, but it is a transformative process that begins to transform us not from the outside in, which is what the distorted, masculinized, Western version of religion wants to do. It wants to give us a bunch of rules and tell us how to behave, and that's the only transformation that's allowed. If you just try to be this righteous, good person, then that's the only transformation you need. No, that's not that's not true spirituality. Um, in fact, the word righteousness, as it is used when Jesus says that your righteousness shall exceed that of the Pharisees, from that same Christian archetype, I'm using that archetype deliberately today in these verses that I'm quoting or uh, paraphrasing, um, he, the word righteousness is not right living or following the law or following the dogma or morality or any of those things it is really the phrase only Christ truly 
Righteousness is living the Christ nature, the Buddha nature, or as the Bhagavad Gita says, the the divine self. Um, it is living it from the inner person, and that's what true spirituality is all about. I'm living from that deep person, that deep divine nature that is me, that deep that that deep self that is deeply one with the divine, and I can live from that in safety and in peace and in truth because it is the final authority of my life. It is the inner authority that I can listen to that's not the outer authority but the inner authority. And that inner authority is not rebelling against the outer authority but it has a quiet, peaceful truth that it just quietly walks. And that is spirituality. So that's what we have today. Um, Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back again next week. And remember that your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again next week.